Welcome to the Weekly Wind Down. I'm your host, Monique J. And this week's episode, we are dealing with women are from Mars, men are from Venus. I promised you ladies that we were going to get men in this chair on this show so that we could hear their thoughts and their views on a lot of the topics that we only really get to discuss with ourselves. So I want you to join in on our discussion by hashtagging The Weekly Wind Down, F-A-W-O-C, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Now, we'll be back with our special guest, Mr. Aaron Butler. But before that, I want to make sure that you grab your glass of wine, get your tablets, your notebooks, whatever you need to make sure that you can join in and make notes and learn from our discussion today. And we'll be back with you on the Weekly Wine Down. Welcome back to the Weekly Wine Down. I'm your host, Monique J. And as I stated, this episode is dealing with women are from Mars, men are from Venus. That means, y'all, we different. So I want to welcome my special guest. He is a member of the Team Weekly Wind Down. I pulled him from behind the camera to put him in front of the camera. This is our cinematographer. He's the brains behind that camera. So we got a great brain behind it today, but we got to bring Mr. Aaron Butler out today to be my guest because Aaron is a cinematographer. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a guest grant writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Director. Mm-hmm. An all around Renaissance man. Oh, he told me to say a Renaissance man. Renaissance. So now I don't sauce. know what that means, but <laughs> hey, y'all. Tripping with the sauce. So, Aaron, welcome to the show. I want to thank you. Now, how does it feel to kind of be in front of the camera? It's all right. It's, it's okay. It's, it's all right. It's hot because of the lights, but I'm good. Okay, that's you good. Know, that's the good. hot seat, you good. So, Aaron, we have had several discussions. I've had discussions with you, people who've known you longer than me. Yeah. And I kind of heard you as like a bona fide genius. Why would people say that, or why would they? Yeah, uh, honestly, when I was a kid, I was actually labeled a genius. I actually did the test and all that. I taught myself how to read at four years old. I won an award for writing when I was six. So, yeah, I've been doing some things from a while. So, you smart. Huh? Yeah, I'm smart. <laughs> all right, then. All right. Uh, do you? So, what do you do now on a daily basis? I know we said you're cinematographer, grant writer. What do you focus most of your attention on uh, daily? Having all of those talents, I know it's kind of hard to... Uh, focus on one thing. How do you choose which thing gets the most of your attention? Uh, it's whatever has the the demand that has to be met immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, because being a one man band, so to speak, is really hard. Because mm-hmm. editing, then you're filming, then you're directing, then you're writing, and then you're helping other people do stuff. So, and a lot of times, no, <laughs> a lot of times it can be uh, it can be a little overwhelming. But mm-hmm. I take on what project is due then, okay. and then I also handle my own stuff because okay. I'm working, doing my own nonprofit, I'm building that, I'm okay. writing a book, uh, I'm building a television show because okay. I'm going to do a web series, uh, working on some music and stuff, I got a lot going on. Told y'all he was a genius, and, and uh, he like me, that's probably why we team Weekly Wind Down, because yeah. we do 17 things at one time. Yeah. Well, Aaron, um, I titled the show, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, yeah. uh, but I also wanted to address in this first segment just the ideology of uh, following your passion and making it your purpose uh, and how you can use your passion to uh, be able to uh, provide for you and your family um, and how much easier it is when you're passionate about something to push 
towards your purpose and your goals and, you know, knowing that it'll end up taking care of you. So how do you kind of, you know, decide what do you think your actual main passion is? Oh, man, I think my real passion is helping people. Okay. I am extremely concerned with the status of the black community. Okay. Really focused and driven on trying to figure out a way how to change that. Okay. Um, I'm really passionate about people understanding imagery and the language thereof, because there's a language in your image that people don't see. Mm -hmm. And most people don't realize that black people don't own their image, and therefore people interpret or produce their own language about us. And so that's right now, that's my main goal, is creating something, a platform for that, that changes that. So everything that I do, even with the weekly rundown or other projects like the Real Talk Zone that I work with and stuff like that, movies and stuff, I want to make sure that it gives us a positive light. And and I totally agree with you that we kind of, which even from the beginning of us being brought over here on the ships, we kind of allow everybody else to tell us what we're supposed to look like, what we're supposed to talk like. We think we're creating it, but we're really not creating it. We're kind of doing what we think will get the attention of others. And in that, that means that other people's thoughts are shaping who you are. So I, I totally uh, agree with you. You guys, look, me and Abraham had these, uh, these deep conversations <laughs> like all the time. So you all are lucky to be yeah. able to kind of join in with us. Like I said, you make sure you have your notebooks. So we're going to talk about things that make you want to think about um, who you are, where you are, and where you're going. Um, so you said you're passionate about helping people. Um, you feel that that's your, your purpose. And so what you, do you just use all of the skill set that you have to kind of cater it around helping others? Yeah. Uh, my main thing in life is just like everybody else, trying to figure out how does it all come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've noticed certain patterns in life, and I tend to follow them. And so one minute I was doing music, and then the next thing, the music led into staging. The staging led into the film Speaking industry. Speaking of music, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, because we reality talk and real talk, you had a song that I know got shared and tweeted. It was called, uh, what, Body Like Quad? Oh, from the uh, Married to Medicine. Shout out Quad to the Right, shout out to Mary Jameson, Bravo. Uh, look, we're not haters on this on this show, so we definitely get a shout out. So you had that. Did you know that she was going to end up uh, seeing it or hearing it? Was that Man, what your plan? Say, I was so live when when I seen that on Instagram that she shared it, and then she shared it with Candy. I was crunk about that. Mm-hmm. And so you know when it began to to grow a little bit, I felt like I was going somewhere. Like I actually had you somewhere. Direction. You on a weekly wind down? Yeah, you know, time, you know, time. <laughs> she actually responded and she really liked the song. Is that still available for people to see? Yeah, it's still uh, available for downloads. You can go to her page and see it. It's like a 300,000 views on her page or something like that. It's on that. her page, okay. People still download it and everything. Okay. You can Google it, CD Baby it, all this stuff. All People right. still download it, so that's pretty right, cool. That's good. I, I'm sorry, I jumped off the subject, but I'd be liking to give a shout out. Right, give a shout out to the people when I know what they're doing. Yeah. Um. So, we are... Not going to continue on in this segment because we got some most special stuff going on. And I kind of like to separate things. We were a little bit more making sure we got to know Aaron. He talked about the things that he has going on, uh, what passion and purpose is. Now, like we said, women are from Mars. 
But me and I from Venus, so I keep switching up. We from different places, y'all. So on that next segment, we're going to talk about the stuff that I know you all have been waiting for me to get in the man in the chair to talk about. So make sure you grab your glass of wine, fill up your drink of choice, whatever it may be, and come back for that next segment of the Weekly Wine Battle. Monique J with my special guest, Mr. Aaron Butler. Guys, I'm from Chicago, so it is taking so much for me to say Aaron. Where I'm from, we say Aaron. So, but I'm, you know, hey, I've been in the South. Aaron is from the South. He's from Dallas. So I'm making sure that I say his name right. So, Mr. Aaron Butler, Mm -hmm. I want to thank you so much again for being here. Now, I'm going to get down to the nitty gritty. First question I'm asking. Yeah. Is are you single? Yes, yes, I am single. You been single? Have you been married? What's, I was what's married. the deal? I was married before. Yes, you yes. were. I am divorced. Okay, <laughs> and so why you get divorced? What's what's what was the? the now I want you. We, we all in your business. Have enough time for that? Like or tape or anything for that? That's a lot. But um, basically, um, time change, people change. Okay. Um, I am fortunate to say as a man, it wasn't all my fault. It did not fall on me in that sense. But time change and people change. Okay. People's appetites change. People's thoughts processes change. Um, and I don't ever want to come off as a bitter person. Mm-hmm. All I can do is I went through it. I was there. And I have to just respect the transition and move forward. Okay. So so if you don't mind me asking, it's usually women who have a problem with this. But how old are you? I am 36. Okay. Going to be 37 in January. Okay. Yeah. So... Was it someone from your childhood? Was it someone you met after the age of 30? Uh, I met her when I was about 24 years old. And so we had a relationship, I guess you could say the culmination of about 13 years. Mm-hmm. But we were married for eight years. Okay. Yeah. So you being behind the camera, you know my philosophy on waiting until you're 35 or older to actually choose to be married or choose the person that you say you want to spend the rest of your life with. After your experience, do you agree? Do you suggest that as well? Or what are your thoughts on that idea? Yeah, I definitely agree with that idea. Because uh, when we got together, me and her, I was like in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And she was 19 when oh. we first met. And then when you we got... Cougar. Nah, 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 I ain't no but I like cougars though. Okay, oh god. <laughs> but um, no, she was young. No, I was relatively young when we met, and then we got married. I was in my late twenties. She was in her early twenties. She was twenty-four. Okay. So. Uh, I had a pretty fast life, and when I grew up, I was living on the street, and I had to think very more, much more mature. I grew up fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in college. She was in school a lot, and so she hadn't been in the real world. There was a lot of differences. So when y'all get married at that age, you're still growing, okay. and you're still growing up. Mm-hmm. And you can either elevate together, or you're gonna elevate apart. And okay. we we separated because of the ideals and everything 
change. Just change. So yeah, I would wait till I'm in my thirties. If I was somebody else, you would definitely want to wait because you know what you want. You know a little bit more about what you're looking for. You're settled in yourself. Mm-hmm. You what you like is what you like, okay. as my friend would say. What you like is what you like. So. Um, it's going to be much better to get married later. Yeah. Well, you know, we're going to cause a problem with all those people who were married in their 20s and they still with their spouse yeah. and they're like, it's still working for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it won't still work. I do feel, though, that because it's marriage, a lot of times people fight super, super hard. Mm-hmm. To make it work. Yeah, yeah. Just because they don't want to own that maybe they made the wrong choice. Yeah. Or maybe they weren't mature enough to make the right choice at the time that they made it. Because a lot of times we're in our 20s, we're kind of choosing because he killed or she killed, she got a big butt or whatever the things that you may choose for. And then all the important things or the things that become important the older you get. They start coming out and then you're kind of like, oh, my God, we didn't think alike or, you know, we weren't on the same page. But because you were young, you didn't even know to be looking at those things. Mm -hmm. So I know, like I said, but hey, we keep it real on this show. So I'm sure there are going to be people. And as I always say, it's our opinions, it's our thoughts. And there are going to be people who don't agree. Yeah. And there's never going to be people who agree with you all the time, regardless. So, but the idea is to provoke thought, yeah. is to uh, spark a conversation, and hopefully get people to hashtag the weekly wind down, F-A-W-O-C, and join in on our discussion. So I'm going to ask this last question for this segment, and I'm sure you probably are ready for it. But based on that experience, do you think you'd ever get remarried? Ooh, that is a real question. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So she didn't mess it up for all the ladies? Um, well, I had a lot of bad experiences before she came. Okay. Uh, when you trust somebody with something deep, it's, it's really hard to want to do that again. But it's more so not that. So is your picker off, you think? No. Um, I think more so what it is is that I've realized you don't have to be married to have a committed relationship. And I mean that in the sense of documentation. Okay. If a person want to cheat on you, they're going to cheat on you. Okay. If a person want to go out and do whatever they're going to do or be faithful to you, that's what they're going to do. A piece of paper is not going to change that. Getting married before God and all of your friends, none of that's going to change anything. If they want to be there, they will be there. They'll fight to be there. Mm-hmm. They'll fight with you to a certain extent, extent to be there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So as far as marriage is concerned, no. But a committed relationship, yes, I do think so. So you're saying you just won't get the marriage certificate? Nah. Because that's what America say do. Right, right. Would you you stand before, uh, just say somebody, a judge, a pastor, or whatever, and commit to this person till death do you part? Without going and get the paperwork, I could, I could, I could mess with ceremony. I can do that. Okay. Uh, I understand that a lot of women that is their thing. They they wanted that moment to have that. I'm not afraid of that. Cause see, I'm a contractual type of person. Me being who I am, I ain't necessarily saying that we have to or that I definitely have to mer- have a marriage certificate for myself. But it's gonna be in writing. Um, if we go before a judge, before yeah. a pastor, and whatever we acquire together mm-hmm. is going to be in right. What's going to happen afterwards? But you know what people don't think about? Sure. Do they credit scope match your credit scope? Because well, when you get together, that's y'all credit scope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you, but that's what I'm saying. So that's why you kind of, you, but but you weren't thinking about that at 20-something. Right. Because at 20-something, you was renting apartments, or most people was renting, so they're not thinking about what's going to happen late in their 30s when you want to be a homeowner and things yeah. like that. I just, I totally agree with you. Most women don't. Most women like, oh, I need to get married. I mean, I, I possibly may want to get married. Mm-hmm. But as long as a person is willing to commit to me, because I don't want to ever force anybody to feel like they're obligated to make things work with me. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times being married, having a marriage certificate forces things. Mm-hmm. I think as a, as a woman who grew up with uh, four older God brothers, I kind of think a little differently. So I don't ever want a man to feel like, Oh, let me go home. I got to be with her. So I don't ever, by me never wanting that to happen, I definitely don't necessarily feel like marriage or the marriage certificate has to be there. I want you to commit to me for as long as you can promise to commit to me. If I start getting on your nerve too much, well, we can't continue to commit to one another or vice versa. We need to be honest with each other, sit down, have a talk. I don't think I, I agree with that old song. If it don't fit, don't force it. Just relax and yeah. let it go. What I what I would like to add to that, though, is men have to ask themselves a very deep question. Are you done? Mm-hmm. In the sense of, yeah, you're going to always have the desire to want to do. But are you done with actually doing? Are you going to go out there and chase something you don't need? And women the same way. Um, some people still have a chasing that phantasm mindset mm-hmm. of what they feel like they thought they were supposed to have. They feel like they think they need. Or are you missing what's right in front of you? Are you mm-hmm. ready for being able to say, you know what? I see all that. All that sounds good. I'm going to be here and be committed because that goes for me. It goes back into the point of if you it won't make a difference with the paperwork, you know what I'm saying? But I do believe that in contracts, because even in business, it makes sure that we're both going to do what we say we're going to do. But when it comes down to you as a person Mm -hmm. that does not make you contractually abide by Mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do that. Because you now have a mindset to do whatever you want to do. People, there's no one there that's constantly policing what you do with your body, what you do with your mind to make sure you don't do. You know what I'm saying? I think what helps is having a good uh, foundation and what you believe in that keeps you there. But I feel like it's still in the heart of the person. You just you have to know that that's what you want. You hear that, ladies? He said it's in the heart of the person. And you heard that from a man. Usually women are talking about the heart. Well, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Make sure you do what Aaron is doing and grab that drink. Go fill up your cup if you need to refill. We're going to come back for our last segment. Uh, We're going to ask some questions. I've gotten a little bit into the nitty-gritty with this last segment. I'm going to ask some more detailed questions to Aaron. I hope he's ready. You ready? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, you all stay ready. Come back and join us for the next segment of the Weekly Watch. Monique J with my special guest, Mr. Aaron Butler. 
All right, we're jumping right into it, Aaron. So, you know, I'm old school. I think I got a few years on you. You know, I've been raised, we've been raised that men are supposed to do this, women are supposed to do this, uh, which we say are roles in a relationship. Do you believe in roles? Do you think that the different species or different sexes have a role? And elaborate on that for me. Yes, everybody has their roles, and you have to know your role. But... Are you being demonstrative with your role? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Some people overdo it. But, yes, you have to have... um, You have to have that that sense of uh, respect for each other's role as well. Like, some men don't get a lot of respect from the person in their relationship as their role. Like, regardless of what I'm doing... So your role is to talk... Is your role to take out the garbage and cut the grass and pay the rent or mortgage? Yeah, well, we work on that together. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. We, I feel like in that, that's a role that we take on together. Bills are something that we do together. You know okay. what I'm saying? Sacrificing is together. Okay. But you do have your manly roles where you got to take out the trash. You got to cut the yard. You got to do all of that. You have your roles as a man and as a woman. And the woman is yeah. cooking, cleaning. Well, that's not necessarily taking a care role. Of that okay. is something we do together because we're in the same household, in my opinion. Okay. Like. Like, um, I will say, uh, as an example, with my uh, previous marriage, mm-hmm. she worked way more than I did. Okay. She would go and bust her ass at work. But when she's at work, I feel like if I'm expecting certain things as the role of a man, like you feel like your woman should be cooking or cleaning or whatever while mm-hmm. if she's not working or whatever, then you should do the same thing because mm-hmm. we live in the same household. Clothes got to be washed. You know what I'm saying? Dishes have to be washed. You have to cook. We both have to eat. But it's a matter of helping that person to do their role and be okay in it. Are you helping to for me to be okay in my role? So it kind of depends on what each individual in the relationship is doing. So yeah. as you kind of shared, your wife was more of a the nine to five worker Ex-wife. of uh, I'm sorry, ex-wife. <laughs> yeah. Let me make sure ex uh, yeah. was more of the nine to five uh, employee of a job, and yeah. you have been doing all the things that we said at the top of the show. Yeah. So you kind of your time is kind of spread in different ways. Yeah. So if you weren't working on a project or something, and she was going to work every day um, during the day, you saying that okay, the ro- even though the role may be for the women to k- cook dinner, you would make sure that dinner is cooked when she comes home because yeah. you've been home. You know, doing either your editing or, you know, the different things. Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to just, I'm going to keep it real. Um, I believe in roles now. I've been a single parent, as I discussed on other episodes, and so I am not the culinary genius. I know how to cook about five meals. Okay. Now, what I will say, because I am old-fashioned, I believe in roles, Uh that if I had a man come into play who was willing to do what I feel his role is, which is to provide a household, um, and and provide means being able to pay the rent or the mortgage for the household, and then, of course, make sure that the grass is cut, the garbage is taken care of, and that me um, or my child or our children are in a place that is secure. Um, That doesn't mean he pays all the bills by himself. 
But because he is now coming in and taking out a burden off of me that I have been handling by myself, then what I have to do based on roles and what I think roles are is I'm going to learn how to cook meal number six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm going to clean the house more. But guess what? Because I will have more time to do so because I won't have to work as hard to maintain the entire household, which is what I've been doing. So that's kind of what I meant by roles. Now, I know, you know, it's 2018 and going in 2019 and a lot of people say, Monique, nothing happens like that. People aren't like that. And nothing happens like that for people who don't want it to happen for them. This is what I want this is what I expect um, I don't think it's a lot I'm not saying I want somebody to come in and just take care of me and I sit up and eat bonbons all day mm-hmm. I just feel that there are certain roles and I'm yeah. really willing to step into mine if I meet a man and when I meet a man is willing to step into his so that's why I asked you that I'm glad that you because we kind of differ, and most men, um, on my on uh, on my other episode, we had a guy here, and we've kind of had that discussion yeah. as well. They kind of like, you know, well, sometimes you know they split yeah. the rent or split the mortgage with you know yeah. their maid or their wife or whatever. And I'm just sorry, I, I don't. I, as I tell my daughters, you don't split your legs <laughs> and split that rent. I'm just saying, yeah. that's my philosophy. Everybody ain't going to agree with me, but I keep it real. Yeah. So, I'm going to ask you something. Okay. Me and my single girlfriends, we talk all the time about, especially we're in the South, we're in the DFW area. Uh, we talk a lot about how y'all men just play a lot of games. Oh, crap. <laughs> and what I mean by playing games is... You sing your representative in the beginning Mm. because you are trying to get that which you're trying to get. You all are physical. Mm. You're driven by our outer desires. Mm. We're driven by inner. Mm. Um, And that being the case, you all send the best representative you can, which is playing a game to get that thing that you're looking for. Do you agree that you all play games? Um, When you meet a woman, are you thinking, oh, this could be someone that I could spend the rest of my life? Or are you thinking, hmm, she cute. She got, hmm, what'd that do? Which one is it? What you think? Well, I cannot speak for all men. But I will say this before I I go into it. Women can never say that about men because the first thing that happens is that you send your representative too. These days, a woman is snatched and pinched and (laughs) eyebrows and waxed and hair and and everything. And the person you meet is never really that person until the night after anyway because Uh all of that comes off and the Cinderella facade phase and you see who she really is just like the man most men uh, tend to present who they really are but a woman's intentions of what she feels she needs foreshadows that purpose of what that man really is okay. it's like a woman will see oh I see this and I'll I'll deal with that And but you're missing a lot of other stuff that you should just go ahead and say you know what bump it mm-hmm. I do think that in this day and age it's a 50-50 in the game playing section uh women are more so worried about the security as they should Mm -hmm. but men should be worried about their security as well but it's only financial security 
right? So you're sending out a vibe before you even realize it that you're concerned about your financial security. So men are going at you as something that they're going to purchase. Okay. You're presenting yourself in that way. You receive what you present. Now, for me, I'm very straightforward. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what my intentions are. Okay. I want, if I want to make love to you, and that's really all that I have to how offer. You, how you making love to a stranger? People do it every day. They go to the club. and then Is it called love making love, or is it just called, I want to have sex? Grown people make love. Even with strangers? Children have sex. Teens have sex. But with people, they, people they don't really know. People that they don't have an emotional tie with, you, you still consider you making love. You should respect the person's body. Okay. That's my opinion. Okay. If you respect the person's body, it's making love. If you have a mature aspect of the moment, it should be called making love. That's the okay. first thing. That's the mindset. That's how we end up just having sex, because the mindset ain't right. That's why the music, you can't make love to this music, because it's quick. It's microwave. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So with that, I say, if I'm going to come to you directly, I say, this is who I am. This is what I've been through, and this is what I would like. I say that off top because that's just who I am. Okay. I don't like lies. I don't like games. I don't like that. It's too much. And I've seen women hurt. I have more black women as friends than anything, right? Mm -hmm. But I've experienced more pain from a black woman because of the hurt she's already experienced. Right, right. But... I will be honest, the men that y'all see are based off of the women they have already been with that have created that man. I, you know what? It's, it's, it's funny you say that, and I totally agree, because a lot of times, if they've dealt with women who have not called them on them on their stuff, who have not made them be uh, straight up and straightforward uh, about who they are, then they're going to come at you the same way. I have to speak from what they call a strong black woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, because I say that is me. And I'll just keep it real. We have the hardest time, like, when we go out, when you know who you are, when you know what you deserve, because you carry that air about yourself. You don't walk in the room as if you want attention based on your physical attributes. You walk in the room because you know physically and mentally you together. Mm. And what my experience, as well as a lot of my girlfriend's experiences, is men see that and they will go definitely straight to the woman who they could tell may not necessarily believe in themselves as much as you do. And so it's weird to me because, like you're saying, you know, you know, you guys feel like you know what you want, you know what you know what you're looking for, but it says to me that you really don't want. Uh, a lot of men don't want anything serious. They want like a, well, you said a microwave woman. They want somebody who can't have a conversation. They can't deal with. They can't grow with. They just want somebody that they can meet in the bedroom, look pretty. Well, that's what I'm going to stop you right there. Mm -hmm. What it is is that if you are a king and a queen, mm -hmm. then you're never supposed to be around peasants. Mm -hmm. There are more peasants than there are kings and queens. As I say, if so, you're an eagle, don't walk with pigeons. There you go. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen is you want that. You want people to weed themselves out. Unfortunately, we have a lot of people, as the word has been, the representative. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of people in this particular society that present themselves as a certain way. Mm -hmm. But that man didn't have that confidence either. Mm -hmm. He knew when he saw you, 
I can't get over on this woman. I can't do this or that on this woman. I can't. And it doesn't matter if they're white, black, and Hispanic guys. Men and women are going to have natural thought processes. However, Mm -hmm. we have to also look at environment. We have to look at where we're looking for what we're looking for. And then sometimes, are we really ready in here? Mm -hmm. Because even though we may present ourselves in that way, are we ready in here? Because that's where it projects outwardly and we receive what we been thinking about that magnetism that law of attraction so are we really emotionally and mentally ready for what we want or we just see the ourselves in a certain position and we feel as if if we go for that position that everything will fall into place most people have that thought that's not how it works Mm -hmm. you have to gather yourself to have the mentality to be ready for the position. Then everything else comes to you and you can pick from that. Until then, it's always going to be skeezers, scallywags, skunks of guys. Thoughts, they say. Thoughts. And there are male thoughts. There are right. a lot of male thoughts. There are a lot of people who don't know who they are, what they want, or what their values are. They don't know. And so it's at a point where we have to just... Don't try to so much fault yourself or mm-hmm. fault that person when you see that because it felt like it's what you wanted. It mm-hmm. really wasn't. They showed you then who their colors were. Now, I will agree that in my experience of dating, mm-hmm. I end up with a lot of women that don't know really where they're headed. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of emotional issues, a lot of uh, psychological issues that they don't check. They hide behind it with their beauty. They hide behind it with their job and their occupation. Mm -hmm. Are you taking the time to make sure that you're ready for what you're looking for? Or are you just looking for someone to come fix which it was already. I, it's, it's so funny, boy. We be in tune because that's just what I was. I was thinking. I was gonna say that reality is a lot of people, male and female, don't understand that you got to fix you before you become two. Yeah, yeah. And if you come in broken and you don't know where that person is coming from or what that person's situation is, then it's just doomed to fail. But we're so busy looking for people to save us, uh, women and men. A lot of men are looking for the, the ego stroking from the woman, even so they're not together because they need the woman to stroke the ego. If you know who you are as a king, you don't need me to come tell you you're a king because you know you that regardless. And as for women, you know, we're, we don't know who we are as women. A lot of times of stuff is financial and so we're looking for somebody to come in and save us and fix us and when you are looking for somebody to give you something that you should be able to give yourself when it ain't right with them you ain't right with you yeah, you know that's true. Yeah. so i i totally agree um i think we did all this conversation we didn't have we didn't determine that there needs to be a part two to this uh men are from mars women are from venus yeah. uh episode aaron i definitely um want to thank you so much and as we stated all the things that you you do i want to make sure that you share with our viewers so they can follow you when you have someone that's looking for a music video to be filmed a movie to be filmed uh grant to be written yeah. and you just may want to talk to the genius 
You know, hey, he might just give you some thoughts. You know, I get a Monique J thought. You might need to hear the Aaron Butler thoughts. Yeah. So, Aaron, definitely share with our viewers what your social media is so they can follow you, like you, tweet you, all the stuff they can do. Well, um, you can actually find me on a couple of platforms. Uh, you can find me on Instagram under Aaron B. Southern. Or you can find me on Instagram under Emmy Naina, which means I am the light. And that will be spelled E-M-I underscore N-I underscore N-A on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook as A.C. Butler on Facebook. Hit me up anytime. I'm chilling. I'm always willing to talk. I love to make music videos and movies and all sorts of things. For that is my company, Monte Carlo Street Productions, which can also be found on Facebook. So hit us up. And also, of course, definitely look for the weekly wind down as well as my other show that I work with called The Real Talk Zone, which brings you a lot of social media, a lot of events that are catered to uh, a much younger audience. They keep track of all the music and all the gossip stuff. And that's brought to you by Coco Riley. That's another young lady I work with who's absolutely amazing. All right. We got two amazing ladies you work with. Look at you. You winning. Well, Aaron, again, thank you so much. I want to make sure that I share with you guys our social media. Uh, Mine's is Monique J CEO on Instagram and Twitter, as well as on Facebook. Our show is on Instagram, The Weekly Wind Down, on Twitter, Weekly Wind Down, and on Facebook, The Weekly Wind Down with Monique J. I'm going to end this show, as I always do, with a Monique J thought. And the Monique J thought for today is, sweeping things under the rug doesn't make them disappear. Address them, correct them, move on from them. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Weekly Wind Down. Make sure you join our discussion. Hashtag the Weekly Wind Down F A W O C. Again, exclusively on Roku and the